Welcome back. You're listening to The 123 Show this afternoon with me, Karen Coe. It is six minutes past two this afternoon. As you heard in our weather report, the weather right now is beautiful in Hong Kong, ideal for one of our favourite winter activities. Well, I wouldn't say cold winter activities, fall and winter activities, hiking. And of course, Hong Kong is resplendent with hiking trails all over the place. But are you really taking advantage of it? Well, we're joined on the line now by Kathy Hilborn, health and wellness editor of the SCMP and long-term hiker to tell us more about how we should be going about hiking and some of the benefits. Kathy, welcome to the program. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me on today. So Kathy's um, not with us in studio because due to difficulties getting here, but um, she can tell us all about uh, her own story. So tell us how you came to hiking and trail running and why. Ah, well, I suppose I've always enjoyed hiking and, and, and running um, good long walks in the hills, um, even long before I came to Hong Kong 25 years ago, something we did in Canada, just because Canada's the great outdoors. Um, but I didn't take it really seriously. It didn't become a real full-time hobby of mine until I moved here. Uh, my husband actually introduced me to the trails in Hong Kong when I first arrived 25 years ago. And I'd heard even before I'd come to Hong Kong that this was a place for hiking. We often understand that it's a concrete jungle, um, but when you have a good look around, you see that there is so much nature that we're missing if you just stay inside the city. So I uh, got to know those trails um, very early on. And uh, I, I wanted to get involved when I saw that you didn't have to be an experienced runner to take part in a lot of the events that um, were being introduced to me, um, you know, more than a decade ago. Uh, for example, Standard Chartered Marathon, I thought only people that could, you know, run fast and were part of running groups could right. join these uh, events. And then I suddenly realized, oh, there's nothing on that poster that says you have to have done anything before. You can you can sign up. You can try. So I did. And from there, I just became more engaged with that community and later um, decided to take a good look at how we could help people live longer and happier, healthier lives. Uh, if I can back up for a minute, we know that the populations are aging in Hong mm -hmm. Kong, uh, aging society and around the world aging society, but we'll be living longer lives. But if we're not healthy in those longer, in, 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 in those later years, then what's the point? Yeah. So, uh, I decided to take a good look at this at, um, uh, Chinese university. I signed up for a master's in sports studies and looked at how we do motivate people. Right. So um, now you, you have the, academic training as well as, as the practical. So what are some of the benefits of specifically getting out into nature and onto the trails as opposed to, say, just going to the gym all the time? <laughs> well, echotherapy is uh, a, a, real, um, a real new uh, subject of study these days. And we find out that being out in nature in the trees, in the forests, under the sunlight, has all kinds of benefits, of course, sunlight, vitamin D. Um, but being in nature just has a very calming effect. 
um, many studies uh, now bear witness to this. And, uh, for example, they're finding if, if you take uh, school kids out into nature and, you know, just let them look at the natural life, they are, for whatever reason, going to be able to focus better in school. And uh, they've shown that they can do better academically just by reconnecting with nature. Yeah, um, and I've read things like um, forest bathing, which I think originated in Japan, where you actually go out there and just breathe um, in the woods or in the forest, and you have the benefit of the natural oils in, that are in the air and the other elements that are in the air. Yes, yes. And, of course, um, just getting the cleaner air, because uh, if you're particularly if you're among the trees and plants, they're acting as lungs and getting rid of some of those pollutants for us. So it's... Uh, it's a healthier atmosphere than it is uh, down at the roadside, for example. Now, um, I was going to say some people, as you mentioned, maybe you were like many, many years ago, look at hiking and they look at these people doing huge, long hikes and they think, I can't do that. I have to get fit first. Uh, what's, what's the best way to start? Just putting on a pair of shoes and getting out there. It doesn't really matter. Uh, if you've never walked, if you're completely, um, you know, carrying too many pounds or, you know, you have been doing other types of, of sports, uh, walking, running, of course, walking is, is the precursor, but just putting on a pair of shoes, just getting out there and making your body move, letting your body move um, is is an easy first step. And it doesn't cost much. Uh, it doesn't have to cost anything. Uh, you can walk barefoot. In fact, there are some benefits to that also. But um, just getting out there, it's amazing how many people have gone through a whole weight loss and transformation just by starting to walk. You know, and you can start five minutes a day and then up it to 10 minutes a day and then just keep going. And your body reacts. You know, eventually people discover that, wow, I can keep going and I can keep going and I can keep going. Um, so over time, just, you can build up. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I often tell people, especially if they're going to attempt something like, you know, a 100 kilometer walk, like the trail walker, uh, we really walk these with our minds um, mm. more than our legs. So if you are committed to doing something, and you know you can do it, you will do it. You'll find the strength, you'll find the way. And of course, you'll train up for something if it has meaning for you. Yeah, so the so. mental part of it is really important as well. Absolutely. Now, if we just get back to the physical part, um, you know, a lot of that Hong Kong hiking trails are very hilly. And of course, we all complain about going up, but actually going down can be harder and more painful, worse for your knees. How should people safely be, you know, navigating these ups and downs? Is there a safely. technique? Well, yes, there are, and you can you can study them. Uh, online, you'll find lots of different guides to these things, but it probably makes the most sense, and it's most practical to just join a, a hiking group here in Hong Kong. There are so many. Um, one of the largest and one that I've been happy to be part of for, for about a decade is the Hong Kong Hiking Meetup Group with 24,000 members. Oh. Um, these are people 
from all walks, um, from all different places. There, there are, you know, probably as many locals as there are expats, um, who are taken out on these hikes. You, you sign up for a hike that is somewhere you want to go, um, at your level of experience. Uh, and it's a great way to meet new friends, but the, the leaders of these hikes are experienced, so they know where you're going. Um, they tell you before you sign up, you know, what to expect, how long it's going to take, uh, you know, how many kilometers you can expect to cover, uh, whether there's going to be a lot of up and down or not. And so you can start off, uh, joining these groups and, and, uh, exploring Hong Kong and exploring your own abilities. Yeah. Um, with people who are there to help you. No, that's a great idea because then you also don't have to worry about getting lost. No. Right. <laughs> and these and, days, of course, our smartphones, uh, you know, can tell us where we are um, and, quite um, easily. What about equipment? I mean, is it really necessary to go out there and invest in a fancy pair of hiking boots and a stick and a camelback kind of, you know, water reservoir, all that kind of stuff? Well, invest. Um, yes, if... If it's something that is that you you think you're going to be doing a lot of, and if, if you uh, really want to get into it, those things are actually a good investment. They're a good investment in your house. Um, these camelbacks, the the bladders, they're a good idea if you want to carry a, a lot of water on your back and you don't want to run out of water. Um, some people find they don't need a lot of water. Um, it depends on the lengths of the hikes you're doing. I find it's convenient because I can put quite a bit, you know, two liters, that'll get me over 20K um, or a lot more. Usually I don't drink everything I take, but having that on my back and not having to worry about the containers and, and just having that valve, you know, at your at your mouth is handy. And, yeah, so that's, that's not a big deal. And they're not that expensive mm. these days, so you can pick and choose. Shoes, I mean, you can invest as little or as as much as you like. Um, there's so many innovations these days. Uh, but, you know, good to find something that's really comfortable for you. Um, and we're all different. So there's great debate in the world. Um, for many years, I wore minimalist shoes, mm-hmm. which are as close as you can get to being barefoot. And I still enjoy those because um, I can immediately feel when I'm on a trail if I've you know, if I'm stepping on something that's not good and, you know, you react immediately and you get off it. Um, mm-hmm. it so it just gives you a, be- a better um, sensation, um, the minimal issues. Being closer to the ground, literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that, another thing that I noticed, uh, Kathy, that you do is you have a tracking app that uh, at the end of a hike or a run, shows you where you went, how far you went, how long it took, etc. How how do you yes. use that and how useful is that? What does that do for you? Ah, it's so common among runners now and so many of my friends have it. So uh, it's very simple. Most of them are free to download. Uh, these are apps like Strava is, is the one I'm using now. There's Map My Run, um, so many different ones. And some of them have you can use for swimming and, and other sports as well. But um the Strava, for example, for, for hiking, um, great. You just turn it on when you start your hike, uh, turn it off when you end your hike, and throughout the hike, if you want someone, a voice will come on and tell you, you know, you've done a half a kilometer, it took you this much time. So you have some idea of, of you know, what your pace is as you're doing it. Um, and then you can share these online so that your friends 
whether they're here in Hong Kong or whether they're in another part of the world, can see where you've been going and, and what you've been doing. And for some people, it's a competitive thing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, for some, it's a way of, um, you know, maintaining a, a connection with people that are in another part of the world. Um, in fact, th- they did something um, which is becoming more common, I think, uh, this year for the, uh, the New York Marathon. Um, they invited people to sign up and do it virtually. So if you ran the same distance as the New York Marathon, the 42K or the 26.2 miles, um, you know, wherever you were in the world, and if you did it within the same time time frame as you're allowed to do the New York Marathon, then you could also have um, paid a fee and gotten the medal for having oh. done that uh, virtually. Wow, amazing. So it's, it's a virtual but also a real uh, marathon. It's in another part of the world, but it's the same distance. So um, these are all ways that you can help motivate people to, to do something. And it, it also sends a signal to people that um, it's not as difficult or as exclusive, perhaps, as you thought it was. Yeah. So, so you can, by sharing that, people just know, hey, this afternoon I just went out and I did it. Yes, definitely. And, you know, right now with Hong Kong being as, as uh, in turmoil as it is, um, it's very difficult for me to navigate my neighborhood. I'm up here in Taipo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult to navigate on the streets or to try and get public transit. But it's very easy to run up into the hills and absolutely get lost in nature up there. There are so many beautiful trails uh, with so much wildlife, you know, often running across herds of cattle, um, depending on the time of day, come across porcupines, uh, snakes, um, all kinds of creatures out there. So uh, it's a great way to escape from the stress that we're facing here in the city. Exactly. Well, Kathy, thank you so much. I think um, definitely setting a great example and definitely, hopefully, people will get motivated to literally head for the hills, especially at this time when when it's so hard to get around everywhere else um, in Hong Kong. So, Kathy Hilborn, thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you, Karen. And we've been speaking with Kathy Hilborn, who's the health and wellness editor of the SCMP and a very keen trail runner and hiker.